Hey there, friend, and welcome back to Self-Care with Kelsey. My name is Kelsey Bentley, and that's Kelsey with an IE, and I blog about all things self-care and finding your spark at simplybentley.com. Today is a special episode because I have my friend Anna Barodo here. I met Anna through the Mind Body Summit, and she is here to talk to us today about what she has to offer. Hey, Anna, thanks for being here. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm very excited to be here today. I am so excited to have you. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you help? Okay. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. So um, by day, I'm a speech and language pathologist at an elementary school nearby. And um, on the side here right now, I have, I am the author of the Shift Your Gaze blog, um, and I write blogs all about overcoming our limited beliefs and fears and stresses. About five years ago, I went for yoga training, and I became a yoga instructor. And at that point, I was very overwhelmed and full of fear and anxiety and stressed out and uh, really put everybody's needs ahead of mine. And I was on the back burner. Through yoga, I was able to kind of quiet my mind and I started this beautiful journey of quieting my mind, body and soul. So I now share this beautiful journey with other women and teach them too how to quiet their mind and feed their body and their soul so that they can live a real full life and the life that they desire. So it's been an incredible journey along the way. <laughs> I love that so much. And I know that you and I have talked about it before, but there are so many parallels in our stories as far as the burnout and being in like a helping profession. I think that that is so prevalent. We're not necessarily in our trainings, given the tools to prevent these kinds of things from happening. No. And, and the piece is to, I think um, part of it as is like you said, that we are in the self-care, um, self-help profession, but also that we as women are just kind of naturally trained by society to take care of everybody else. And I, I know I've always said, it's like, you know, everybody gets the good slice of bread and I get the heel, like I'm the martyr, yes. I'm the bad, right? I'll take the broken egg, I'll take the heel. So all of that is how I kind of was living my life. And I thought, oh my goodness, like I'm, I'm getting older. My children are getting older. And it's like, when is it going to be my time? Like, when am I going to get a chance to do what I want to do and, uh, and enjoy my life? And I realized that was a really horrible way to, to live, right? And it was affecting my relationships. It was affecting my health. It was really not a good, good space to be in. So I, that yoga was one of the things that really helped me because it taught me to really slow down because I was moving at 122 miles per hour, uh, you know, and yeah. not sleeping and drinking a lot of coffee and my adrenals were really fatigued. And so I, I really, it really just taught me to do that. And um, literally from that part of it, then I got into journaling. So then I began mm -hmm. to journal. And so the combination of yoga and journaling really, really helped me to quiet my mind. I have a, I, I'll tell you a funny story. I, I'm not, I don't, well, I, I do share this, but not with usually the general public. But <laughs> um, So when I started my journaling, I was encouraged to give my critical voice a name. Mm -hmm. and to really name her. So um, she's my best friend now, but she, I, 
her, <laughs> I named her Justine. Uh -huh. And part of it was um, be, her name came because she, I, she was like justifier. Like she was like a superhero. She'd come in and she was going to fight the fight. She was going to oh. win till death. She had to justify. And yes, and she was she was not giving up. She was a very stubborn little one. Anyway, oh, aren't they always? <laughs> so um, Justine and I really started this great journal and thing where we would journal together every morning and she would just unload and tell me everything that was bothering her and everything that everybody else did wrong because it had nothing to do with me. It had of to do course. with everybody else. Yeah. So um, I really had on that journey, I've learned to really quiet her down, like listen to her, quiet her down, and then really get some clarity and, and overcoming those fears and everything. So I find that that's why I embrace her now. And that's what I'm trying to teach other women is not to be afraid of that critical voice, but to mm -hmm. that, that critical voice is really pointing you in the direction that you need to go, right? Because it's the, it's like the opposite of where you need to, what, what you're feeling. So. Oh my goodness. Two things about that. Number one, <laughs> um, my inner critic my inner bully, as my friend Rebecca calls them. Um, her name is Patricia, which is a um, pitch perfect reference. I don't know if you've ever seen. Yes. And yes. there's fat Amy. And she says, that wasn't me. That was Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, that's not my true self. That is the inner bully talking. So <laughs> But I'm curious, that method of journaling is so unique. Did you, like, how did you come to this conclusion about that? Oh, well, it was a journey. So not, as I always say, nothing is overnight, um, right? Of course. It was, a, it was a process. So I started with, um, I, I actually started journaling with a gratitude journal, which um, I am embarrassed to say, but I know many women, so and, and many people, I shouldn't even just say, but many people have, have the same problem. They're stuck, right? Like mm -hmm. what? what am I going to write? What am I going to write? What am I going to write? So it started with like, I'm thankful for my cup of coffee, like for six months, like I'm thankful yes. for my cup of coffee. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for whatever, you know, all of right. these, these things, which you are thankful for, but, and then it, it got a little bit deeper and deeper, but then what I kept finding was I was like, almost like angry writing, you know, like, like I just, I have this thing, like, I always laugh. Like I was like, go walking with my friends are. Are we doing an angry walk today? Or is this a happy walk? Like, you know, where you're really working it out. So I had these angry writing episodes in my journal, like where I would be like really upset, like with either a person or something that happened or a situation or feeling trapped. I was really feeling trapped at that time in my life. So I'd be writing how things were unfair and blah, blah. And after a while, I was like, wow, this, this is like crazy. Like I kind of like take a step back and read it and was like, wow, like, this is harsh. Like she's mean, like, you know, like, <laughs> but like, it also made me think like, this is really how I feel right now. And it, is this like, really like how I'm living? And I started to, I didn't want to say I analyzed it. Cause I really didn't go back and read a lot. Like I maybe just read it that day, but, mm -hmm. um, I, after a while I started to realize, Oh, she's kind of like, doing the, she's saying the opposite of what I actually really want. And what would happen was after I got all of that crazy, like a crazy roommate who lives in my head, I would call it, that's the other one, the crazy roommate who lives in my head. Every time I got the crazy roommate out, then there was like clarity. It was like, oh no, you're okay. This is all you need to do. Like, you know, yeah. it was very natural. So I always encourage people now when they start to journal, um, is to really just anything that comes to their head, just write down. So even mm -hmm. if it is, this is stupid and I don't feel like journaling and I'm resisting because resistance is usually 
the first thing that it's going to be the biggest clue that that's what you need to do. Right. Yeah. So the, right. And they always say that the most, the thing you resist the most is the thing you need the most. Right. right. Um, but you'll find when you go to sit down and journal that you'll be distracted. You'll be like the phone will ring, the dog <laughs> will come in. You'll need to empty the dishwasher right away. You know, like all of a sudden there's emergencies that never exist existed before the, the laundry needs to be folded, all these things. But you know what? sit with your journal, write all that out. Yeah. The laundry needs to be done. And I'm sitting this here writing minute. this journal. Yep. Yeah. And this- yes. That's all that matters. So <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. So I really, my crazy roommate has taught me a lot because she, when she goes off, I know I need to be in check. Like I need to go back and check. So the process for writing was really quite just keep doing it and really get to the point on the other end of it where it's, there's clarity. Yeah, that is incredible. And I just love how you spelled that all out for people because there is, I think when you're new to something like that, it's hard. You're like, you almost feel like what is even important enough? Like what thoughts do I have that are even important enough to write? And so then you're like stuck there and you're like, I don't know what to write. And I'm not kidding. One of my best days of journaling. And I said this in a previous episode, one of my best days of journaling, I like kind of started out, I was writing a little bit about what happened yesterday because I journal in the morning. And then I like kind of hit a pause, you know, I'm like, Oh, what do I, what do I say now? And I had like three lines where I just wrote words, 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 words over and over again, literally the word words. And then all of a sudden it was just like, you know, I mean, like it all just came pouring out and it was like this incredible, you know, revelations and all this stuff. And it's, it's wild how you can train your mind to kind of move through that and, you know, make it mean something. Yeah. And I always think on the other end of that too, there's all this creativity that Mm -hmm. we're all like, everything's bottled up and you're so stuck in your thoughts that you realize, you know, you can't even get to your creativity. You can't get to the the real problem solving because you're so caught up in like, I'm either caught up in Justine wanting to prove somebody right or wrong, or I was, (laughs) or just the crazy person living in my head that I didn't write, that I couldn't get to the point where I could actually see a bigger picture and I could problem solve with, from a point of view where I wasn't so emotionally charged in it anymore that I had been able to take a step back and stuff. So that's really, um, that was one of the first things and I've really turned that into kind of a process part of the process that I, when I work with people is um, I, I had done a bunch of live events where I work through kind of the critical voice and we do journaling and yoga and meditation in that sequence so mm-hmm. that we're having the whole mind, body and soul experience through whatever it is that we started with in the journal. So it's kind of a, a great modality to get through some of that work. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So shifting gears a little bit, like, what do you feel? Do you feel that there was a point in time? Like, when did you know that you're like, I have to change something? I am, you know, and did you know that yoga was going to be your answer? Or (laughs) yeah, what do you think about all that? Yeah, so um, so if you had known me pre yoga, I was the woman who was up at five o'clock in the morning going for a morning run, uh-huh. you know, cause I was like, I, I've got to go. I'm, I'm out. Right. I got to fit it in my schedule. Um, and so, no, I, did I ever think in a million years, I would be a yoga instructor or yoga would have been the thing <laughs> not in a million years. Um, so I was, I'm a mother of three and my husband at 
the time when I really started to break had taken on a new job and he was working a lot of hours. And I just was, um, I had a lot of obligations. I was working full time as well. And in addition to that, I live close to my extended family and my in-laws and everybody like were my family, his family. So, which is a blessing. And so I don't want anybody to think it's not a blessing, but there are, it's a lot of pressure as well. And there's a lot of pulling and a lot of expectations. And so I was always giving, I was giving to my siblings. I was giving to my parents. I was giving to my in-laws. I was giving to my kids. I was giving like, and I was exhausted. I was exhausted. I felt like I didn't have any time to myself. Mm -hmm. And I used to remember just almost like crying, like, please, God, just give me like a half hour without anybody in the house, you know, and I wouldn't answer the phone. Like that was a gift. I didn't even know what yeah. to do with myself like that. I remember those feelings of complete overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And then I was so fearful, like if I didn't go help somebody, right. If somebody mm -hmm. called and said, I need this, or we're having company, can you do this? Like, I was so fearful to say no, I had no boundaries mm -hmm. at all. Um, so I would say it was probably about seven or eight years ago. And mm -hmm. I just really came to that point where I decided there had to be more to life than this. And I was feeling really, um, I was feeling like I was suffocate, suffocating, like I felt like I was smothered and I couldn't get out of it. So um, with, with that, I just, you know, I'm, I was hoping that I was able to do something different. So I tried yoga. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was really it. Um, and then from there, I did yoga for like about two years and it did help. Like I really started to feel like I was coming in, just getting present in my body and learning how to breathe and take those gorgeous deep breaths and really, you know, filling myself up with oxygen and not having that fight or flight anymore. Like really. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I just, one of my morning routines, I know we're going to talk about self-care at some point, but anyway, yeah. I <laughs> was to start a journal. And when I, once I started that, it was like, everything just came together. And that's when the journey really began. I had been gifted the, the words shift your gaze at my yoga training. Um, but I was so full of fear and overwhelm. I didn't do anything with it for like about three or four years. So mm -hmm. I'm walking the walk with everybody right now. And that's where I am. Hey there listeners. We had a little bit of internet connectivity issues. So we did get cut off there. So we are just going to jump right back into it. So Anna, you were just talking about your morning routine and how that has become kind of an important thing. Do you want to talk about maybe what, you know, what's oh, yeah, I kind of, yeah, yes. I kind of touched upon it a little bit, but through this whole journey, I really made the commitment to myself to get up about a half hour earlier on any given day. So it even means on travel days or whatever. Um, and I sit, I actually still make myself a nice cup of coffee, beautiful creamers. I really like indulge. Mm -hmm. And then I sit with my journal and my pen and I write and I teeter between writing and meditation. Sometimes I just close my eyes and do some deep breathing. And that is my go to with it's non-negotiable morning routine it's so non-negotiable that even like we're going on vacation or if the kids have something going on they know that I will be up and they know also not to interrupt me um and then I usually do like a little bit 
of stretching, you know, when I'm done with my, um, I'll do a little bit of a yoga flow or just some stretching. And then I'll usually start my day. Um, the weekend looks a little bit different because I love to go for walks. So in the weekend, I will go for a walk usually right away in the morning. Um, but during the week, I save my walks for the evening. So yeah, it's, it's a beautiful process. Um, and it, I also set an intention every day. So um, when I'm done with my journal exercise exercise or whatever I'm writing about that day, I always set an intention for the day on how I want to experience the day, um, how I want to be, how, what I want to enjoy, what I need to do, and how I want that to happen. So it's usually, um, sometimes we look at things as overwhelming and big and stuff, but if we go into it with the space of like, this is going to be fun. Like I, my intention today that with this blog is that it's going to flow. It's going to go easy. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh and may this and something even better for the highest good of all. Amen. Thank you, God. And that's really kind of how I start my day. So um, yeah, it's a beautiful I space. That. I love that. And I love how you talk about, um, indulging in, in the little things, you know, taking that time to prepare a beautiful coffee and have the nice creamer, you know, sometimes it's these little simple pleasures that we forget to stop and appreciate. And I think that that's so important. Yes. Yes. And it's been, that has been really a saving grace for me because I really does set the tone for the day. And now if I don't do it, I feel like it's, um, like I'm missing a part of my day. It just doesn't seem to go as smoothly. So that's a really big routine. And I would say I call it completely self-care. It's it And it happens, like I said, it's kind of like a selfish move. Like it doesn't make a difference when I'm doing it, but it's not selfish because it's taking care of me. Um, so, and I, and I am trying to bookend. This is a newer um, self-care routine that I'm doing at the end of the day is really taking the time to kind of unwind but you know doing the whole like taking off your makeup or whatever you know all of those yeah. things that are like I know that sometimes you know should be a normal routine but sometimes I think we do get too busy that we're just like I'm going to bed I don't care right so yes. really going through that ritual of like taking off my makeup and you know obviously brushing my teeth and putting on some maybe hand cream or foot cream or something like that and kind of climbing into bed and my journal at the end of the day has always been very challenging. I've always been like, I want a journal at the end of the day, but I'm tired and I'm exhausted usually. So I now start most recently started journaling at night, but it's a very different journal. It's like, it's like a great, a gratitude journal, but it's more like a gratitude of like lists of things that I actually did that day, things that yeah. I accomplished instead of like all the things I didn't do, which is historically how I would look at my day. I'd write another big, long to-do list for the next day. I now get, look at it as like, wow, look at all the beautiful things I had the opportunity to do today and learn and all the fun experiences I had. So yeah. that's the book end to start your day and end your day kind of like that. So yeah, I love that because, you know, too, I think it's good whenever we feel stuck or like we're not making progress. It's so good to have those those entries to come back to and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, at one point, this was such a huge deal for me, this particular type of thing. And now it's something I do with ease and I've taken that for granted, you know. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. And so those are, I would say, my two really um, big self-care 
um, rituals that I are kind of non-negotiables and, you know, and the only other one that I do, I feel like I really love to be outside. I love fresh air. And so I really do make it a point to get outside every day, even in the winter I, where I live, it gets very cold. Um, and the past year was a great opportunity to say it didn't make a difference how cold it was. I bundled up and I went outside for a few minutes and either yeah. walked or just whatever, whatever I felt like doing. So to being nature is always something that for me is um, just fills me with joy. So, yeah, I love that. So wrapping things up a little bit, you have a special gift for our listeners today. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I have a special gift for you guys and I'm so excited to share it with you. I have two special gifts actually. Um, one is a permission to be me workbook that um, is part of a process that I do whenever I'm looking outside of myself for permission. So it kind of brings me back in and gets back to the, you know, the why within me. Um, so I'm going to share that little workbook with you. And the other thing is a um, 30 minute uh, private yoga session with me. So we can really, if anybody, I know there's a lot of critical voices around yoga. Some people like love it. And some people said, I can't quiet my mind. I'm not flexible. I'm all those things. So I really encourage you to overcome those little beliefs. Give it a whirl one-to-one. You have nothing to lose, right? And it can be very custom made and tailored to where you are. So if you're not feeling flexible, that's okay. If you feel like you can't do deep breathing, Think that's okay if you feel you know whatever it is be tailor made so that is incredible and we will have all the links for all of that in the show notes um so you can find that and get your workbook and your yoga session i mean how incredible is that <laughs> so thank you anna so much for being here today oh kelsey thank you so much for having me and it was really a pleasure to speak with you and your audience and i wish you all the best Yes, thank you. And I will see you all next time here on Self Care with Kelsey. Talk to you later.